You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, welcome back, milfies and zaddies. I think I'm going to start calling y'all that. And I know like, if some of you aren't a mom, I'm sure if you're listening, you're taking care of a man somewhere. So we can still call you it because I'm sure you're hot and you're taking care of something that's not yours or that is yours in a roundabout way. (laughs) Just kidding. I may never, ever, ever call you that again. Okay, so let's catch up. Let's catch up. What's spin up in Jordy's world? Well, first things first, my cat. I don't know if I've ever mentioned my cat because I don't think about her often. Um, all the animal lovers don't come for me. I'm not a non-animal lover. Like, I love animals. I don't want to hurt an animal at all. Like, I'll pet the animal. But I'm not dying to pet my cat. And... Here's the thing. Let's just say it like this. I'm not a giant cat person. And for those who have known me for a very long time, I actually had cats in my life. Like I had a, <clears throat> ew, sorry. I had a cat growing up. Two cats, actually. And we had dogs. But I don't know why the older I got, the less attached to the cats I got. And they become, you're like, okay, you shit in the house. I've got to pick up your shit out of a little box that you bury it in. Uh, One time I learned the hard way that male cats spray, like they'll spray on something and they need to get neutered as soon as fucking possible. And cat pee doesn't, it never goes away. You will smell it the rest of your life. It burns a scar in your nostril. And it's horrible. It's the most horrible smell. So I just feel like cats, I can live without them. I can live without them. And cat lovers, please, please give me another chance. Listen to me. You'll love my husband. You'll love my husband because his love for cats and our cat disgusts me. It absolutely disgusts me. And I think that other people, like I saw a meme one time that made me be like, should I change? I need to change my perspective. Like, do I have a gem of a husband because he's a cat lover? It was like saying like men that love cats or more sensitive, something stupid. But I was like, maybe this is true because I don't fucking know. He is sensitive, but he's not. Do you know what I'm saying? He's an Aquarius, so figure it out. His love for the cat makes me angry and resentful because I actually feel, and I and I say it at, to be funny, and I say it as a joke, and it's like this little inside joke and a jab I make, But he knows and I know. We both know that I really actually fucking mean it a little bit. Like, I'm like, can you quit calling the cat babe? Like, like I get jealous of the cat. Because sometimes my husband seems so emotionally unavailable that when he is so affectionate and talks to the cat in a baby voice 
and spends hours looking for her when she's gone missing because gone missing means she normally comes home an hour and a half after we let her out in the morning and now it's been two and a half hours so god forbid i'm sure a coyote swallowed her ass up and you know that kind of thing now if something ever happened to princess i would be very very sad because my son actually wrote at school that his favorite thing at the house like what's your favorite thing at home and he put the cat so i'm like fuck okay he really likes the cat so the cat was i guess missing according to my husband to me something has to be gone 24 hours for me to start panicking or be like hmm Maybe we need to do a drive around, see if she got hit by a car, something. But Derek was out and about in the neighborhood and he has this specific call. I'm not making this shit up. I can't make this shit up. He says this. This is what he does when he calls the cat. I'm not fucking kidding. Prince the babe. (laughs) Prince the babe. And he rolls his tongue and says, Prince the babe in a high-pitched voice my husband mm-hmm. totally totally outing him right now talking shit i did tell him that i was going to talk about this and he's like what are you gonna talk shit about me i'm like no i'm just gonna mention that i feel like you love the cat more than me and that's all so long story short we found fucking princess uh no we not we he he did i'm in the house with hudson derek's on his third time exiting the home to do a walk around this time he brought the laser and i'm like it's it's fucking daylight the cat can't see the fucking laser he's like no i jingled the keychain and she knows that's her toy and i'm like okay so he goes and the princess is in a fucking field having the time of her fucking life you know she was like god damn it i'm being called in by my fucking hyper paranoid protector who just wants me in eyesight at all time. I'm sure Derek was just raining on Princess's parade. But when this all happened, Hudson was like, is Princess dead? Did Princess get hit by a car? And I'm like, you know, I don't think so. I think she's fine, you know, and dad's looking. He's like, well, if she's dead, can we get a new cat today? Can we go to the mall? I'm like, he's, he's my child. Yep, he's me. And then I snowballed in my head and was like, okay, princess is dead. I am actually going to let him get sad and then go surprise him and get a kitten and brighten up his day. And boom, Jordan made it all better. And then like, you know, resuscitated his heart and made him have more love for a new kitty. And anyways, he comes home with the cat in his arms, obviously. And all of that just dissipated. And then he, you know, cuddled the cat for a little bit, talked to it like in a way that I've always wanted to be spoken to by him in my whole life that I'll never have. And we moved on with the day. I'm half kidding and I'm half totally, totally fucking serious. Okay, so how the fuck have y'all been? And I really, really mean that because I thought that I was either possessed, pregnant. I swear to God, I thought I was pregnant. I'm not. I have an IUD. I know people can get pregnant, but I'm not. Um, something, I haven't had a period, not that you want to know that in like years because I have an IUD. So something with my hormones, I'm like, God, I'm fucked up. I'm crazy. I'm so emotional. Like I was, anything could make me cry anything and I'm normally very thick-skinned and in fact if something bothers me I respond in like anger and like scoff not tears and the last four days I just cry like a fucking baby like a child 
and like a little pussy child even. That's mean. But really, I've just been weird. And I think it's because of all the Zodiac placements, because that's what TikTok obviously told me. The actual TikTok said, if you are feeling rough or mentally defeated or emotional, I'm like, yes, yes, check, check. Just try to stay with me. If you know, you know. If you don't, just you can hear me out and just be like, what the fuck ever at the end. But if you've had a rough weekend, it's Monday. You just got through the weekend. If it's felt a little this weekend, this could explain why. So the sun is in Virgo right now, aka harsh critical energy. And the moon is in Scorpio, aka very aggressive. Mercury is in Libra aka miscommunication, not being able to express yourself properly, communication, etc. Venus is in Scorpio, meaning feeling insecure in love, just not feeling on top of that shit, like it's all in check. And Mars is in Virgo as well. So it is highlighting that harsh critical energy. It's being exposed. And our ascendant is rising in Pisces. So we're rolling with the punches right now, going with the flow, when really we feel like we're suffocating, like we can't take it. So those are shitty placements, slightly challenging, right? Uh, But they change, they evolve. We move on, we keep going, we survive, we live. And hey, some of y'all might be like, shut the fuck up, I had the best weekend ever. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Good for you. Good. I truthfully have had a rough week. I have had, it's just been busy. And there's so many things I'm grateful for, like the fact that I've already mentioned that the kids are back in school, hella fucking Lou. But sometimes it's just life is fucking overwhelming or it gets really underwhelming. You know, like the, the bipolar opposites of like, getting stuck in the routine of doing all the many things, the many things you do, what man or woman, the father, the mother, what the fuck ever as a person, all the things you have on your plate to do, but they're the same things on your plate every Monday. And then this is what every Tuesday looks like. And you know, we can get stuck in that too. And it's like, you want to just rip your fucking hair out. And guys, sometimes we can't do anything about it. But that is where we can, I think you can make time for things that you want to. I know we only have so many hours in the day, but I really think we all have a good shot of implementing more self-care. Hey, the kids are back in school. More self-care, more time to do the things you love for your body, with your body, all the things. And I think We can all practice being more sensual, sensual with ourselves, sensual in the bedroom, and not just for your partner, like for your fucking self, because it feels good. I'm going to tell you some things I personally do. One thing, I always sleep naked. So I used to not, I swear to God, I used to not, and I started doing it just because I was new in a relationship. And we were fucking more, you know, and he liked me sleeping naked and we're cuddling. And I don't know, it was just, I was totally doing it not because I wasn't like uncomfortable and like, oh, I wish I had clothes on. I was fine, but it wasn't the norm for me. I always slept in like a big t-shirt 
and panties or just a big t-shirt, like something, something was on me. And then it became kind of like a habit. And I swear the quality of my life has improved. I feel like (laughs) that you, it's unspoken, unconscious intimacy in the night, regardless, like going to bed, even upset with each other. I'm not a believer in, uh, you have to make up before you go to bed. I do not think that you have to do that. I think that puts yourself in a terrible situation at times. So go to fucking bed if you need some sleep. Uh, but sleeping together naked, something about it, it's connecting, it's bonding. And then I feel more confident in my skin. Just try it. Try it for a month. Tell me how you feel or don't. Or has sleeping naked always been a thing? I know I've read articles. I My mother had a best friend who her and her husband slept naked every night together. And she, she said that, like she brought it up one time. Like, oh, look how romantic. And I remember as a child thinking like, ew, like imagining these like old people with their older bodies because I was 15 and just a little perky, bouncy, collagen-filled girl. And now I'm almost 32 and fuck my life. But yeah, I totally was judging them in my head. And now as a woman, I'm like, that is beautiful. And I do the same fucking thing and I wouldn't want it any other way. The only time I get jealous is when I see those cute pajama sets, but I get them anyways. And I just wear them in the daytime when I'm a lazy mother who doesn't want to leave the house or like the sexy ones just to have my husband desire to take it off. Here's a tip for the ladies. Those bag dresses, like those, just those slip dresses, not a lacy one, not a satin one, an H&M. They have like $12 cotton potato sacks that you can put on your body, but it's like a tank top version. My husband thinks it's the hottest thing in the world. I don't even see it. It's not form fitting. It is so comfy. You can run all your errands in it. And every time he wants to immediately take it off. So uh, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Another sensuality tip I would give Uh, incorporating music, music while you shower, music while you shower alone, while you shower together, music in the bedroom while you're having sex. You know, I know it can maybe sound cheesy and it's not something I do on the regular, but sometimes that's really hot and I think it's something we don't, do we talk about this enough? I don't know. I think a hot jam or one that's just makes you fucking horny. Is this an old person thing? Like, would yet would the Gen Z be like, what the fuck? Does the song have to already be on, and then you start having sex, or is it weird to like put a song on? I I would so put the song on. No shame. Like I'm gonna be like Alexa, play Pony by Genuine and. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with admitting that. But yeah, I am wondering, is that a thing? Or do y'all have to like be at a party and a song's on and then you can get naked and ride him to the beat? Is it just too, is it too forced? Is that not organic enough for you? Another sensual tip, touch yourself more. It doesn't have to be in a sexual way either. It could just be hugging yourself. It could be caressing yourself. It could be massaging yourself. Maybe this sounds weird to you, but if it doesn't sound weird to you, 
then I'm sure you're already cool with it. So if it sounds weird to you, maybe you're the bitch that needs to try it. You're probably also the girl that needs to dance more. Dance inappropriately. Dance by yourself. Put on a dirty fucking song. Dance by yourself like no one's watching or everybody's watching. Whichever one. You know what's running through my head right now that I can't push aside and keep going is that I think of how I am telling you these tips and then how I make reels on Instagram, like these cookie cutter, like there's fucking, there's these girls on Instagram. Now, now she's the passion. The passion just came in me. There are girls that make reels that tell you how to make more engaging reels so that your community can grow. Okay. So here I am, I'm trying to grow my community here. So I have all you delicious little horny fam people that I talk to every Monday that I love to do so fucking much. And I go to make these reels and I'm trying to tell, you know, be on topic and talk about marriage and I can't talk about sex or I'll get shadow banned. I can't talk about a lot of shit that I talk about because it's naughty. And then you get a slap on the wrist. You don't feed the algorithm. It's all bad. Okay. So I'm trying to be fit in this mold that I don't fucking fit into. Okay. And find my niche that just don't even get me started on that. And then I look like I'm one of those girls trying to be a fucking coach. And then they come here and they're going to listen to my tips and be like, is this girl okay? Like, is she okay? Is she serious? Is she not serious? It's up for you to decide. But this, I promise you, I will never be selling coaching services on like, like, yeah, I used the hashtag intimacy coach. Mm -hmm, I did like, and all the fucking, on the 23 hashtags I use on the videos, I put them there because I think that people that want to learn more about intimacy will find my content. I am not ever going to be selling a course on stuff that you can probably find on the internet if you look long enough. So don't you fucking hate those people. Half of them, you're like, damn, you go get your bag, girl. And I love, I'm like eating up the information they're giving me. And then some of them, you're like, this is scammy. Go fuck yourself. You know, the ones that like want you on their team, you know, or the ones that I don't know, regurgitate information. Like they tell you they're an expert at something and they haven't even mastered it, yet they're selling courses and classes on how to master this. So I'm not, I mean, look at me. I'm sharing information, trying to teach you to have better sex, all the things, but I'm not fucking selling a course. I've been married. I don't even know how long I've been married. It hasn't been very fucking long. Two and a half years. We've been together six Feels like a goddamn eternity. God, I can't even imagine fucking forever. And like, you know, I don't even use that word very often because that, am I the only one that word scares? Like it's just, oof, it's like just too committal, too committal. You know, I'm not even guaranteed that long. Let's not talk about it. You know what we should talk about? I had sex last night and it was great. It was great, wonderful sex. And I didn't even get off. And wait a second. I know what you're thinking. What? You always tell us, Jordan, you better get yours. You better not just worry about theirs and get your fucking yours. Well, I wanted to just be honest 
be open, be vulnerable. I don't know why I had to pipe it up like that. Nobody gets off every single time, okay? We already know that. (laughs) If you do, you know what? Maybe you do, because it's possible. I mean, if you know what you're doing, if you're searching it out, but if you deal with depression and anxiety, have anything that's slightly overwhelming, children, job, responsibilities, whatever, a meaningful relationship, then I'm sure you experience stress. And I'm sure sometimes, especially for women, especially for women, men, you need to know this. And I think you do. I've told you before that it's not your fault. It's not your fault at all. And so what I, why I brought this up was to say how enjoyable, fun, dirty, like all the, all the things were there to make it good. There are times that I have sex and I get off and it's and it wasn't as good as it was last night. I don't know if this makes sense. Let me let me get more detailed. Sometimes you're going through the motions, or sometimes it doesn't last as long, or we just did it in one position, or we didn't have time, or whatever the fucking circumstances that makes it. However, it is. If you're married, if you know, you know. I don't have to explain it. We know, we can just look at each other with our eyes and psychically know the realities of marriage and sex. Now, do I think there are a lot of fucking sad, 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 sad sex lives and marriages? Yes. And we're fighting against them and we're taking a stand and we're teaching you and we're inspiring you. We, it's just me. It's just me. But men, the point I'm trying to make is that Just because your girl didn't get off doesn't mean she didn't have a fabulous time and she wasn't totally into it, loving every moment and good for you for really trying and holding out and putting her first. Don't take the hints of her telling you like you can wrap it up however, whenever you're free to not keep trying to hold it in. Not as a sign that she's hating her life, but as a green light. As that this was wonderful, it's not going to happen for me. So quit fucking trying to make it happen for me and let's just keep having a good time. And I know there's probably some women right now being like, fuck you, bitch. I actually am totally am hinting, wrap it up. I hate my life. I want to be done with this. Well, ladies, we got to communicate. We got to communicate when it's their fucking fault and we hate our lives during it. If we're really not enjoying it, We need to communicate why. Is it on you? Is it on him? Is it something that you're not talking about? Do you hate his guts? You know, like, what's going on there? But if all is on the up and up, and you're doing it, and you're having fun, and you got all the intention in the world to get off, like you're down, and it's just not happening for you, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. And instead of being frustrated about it, frustrated about it and trying and not being able to relax and even fucking enjoy it because you're so focused on like, oh God, now I need to perform. Listen, bitch, all you need to do is relax. Your chances of getting off are going to be better if you just relax and just enjoy it. And guys, don't take it personally. It's not on you. And guess what? We can still have a grand all time. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay. Now guys, I'm super duper excited about this next segment here. 
okay, so I'm doing something I've never done before. I think the men are really going to like this one. Ladies, I'm going to get you one back with such... I'm saying this because when I read this one, I feel like it's not... Like, I wouldn't pick it out for my erotica audio pleasure. I would pick probably a different scenario. There we go. But this is really hot. It's a really hot story. It's very well written. And I think the male listeners will love it and enjoy it. So I've, you know, it's I've skipped out on you a lot lately in the episodes, maybe even bashed you. So I'm sorry, please forgive me. Here's a story. So first and foremost, I must give credit where credit's due and tell you the author. I found this sexy story on Reddit under sexy stories, and there's all kinds of stories. Interesting, interesting, cool shit. So if you like this segment, I have found different kinds of stories, different kinds of fantasies, kinks, scenarios, all kinds of things, like some that are like write-in question format, like super fucking cool. And if you like me reading this, you better fucking come and tell me. Like you have to tell me and let me know, slide in my DMs and say, I like that shit. Keep doing it, girlfriend. Okay. So I found this writer on Reddit. I read his story. This story's three parts. His name is Sun Wizza, so S-U-N underscore W-I-Z-A. I'm going to be leaving a link in the description so you can head on over to his profile and read more of his work or part two, part three. And if you want to hear me read them, I'd love to do that too. Okay, the title is called Sharing is Caring. Two girls, one BF. The morning after. The sun dripped through a crack in the blinds directly on my face, stirring me. I felt the flood of memories come back to me, and I looked around the room. Sure enough, there lay my passed-out drunk girlfriend right next to her friend. Both were still naked and cuddling each other. I got up and went to the kitchen and made some coffee. I sat in the kitchen, absentmindedly scrolling through my phone, thinking about my night I stayed home to play video games with the boys. She went out to get drunk with the girls. Sarah, my girlfriend, and Casey, her best friend, came home drunk and obviously very horny. I heard them come in and finished my match before checking in on them, and by the time I got to them, they were both basically naked in the kitchen looking for water. I sipped my coffee looking up at the fridge, remembering the two thongs poking out of it the night before. Both of them popped up topless when I walked in. Sarah and Casey both sported a pair of what I assume are B cups of various sizes. How would I know, but I do know Casey is a bit bigger and has eraser nipples, while Sarah seemingly has breasts that defy gravity. Hey, do you have any more booze? Sarah asked me. Oh, yeah, in the room. Why are you guys naked? Duh, it's hot in here. Plus, why not sexy up the place? Casey responded by turning up a glass of water in violent gulps. Sarah closed the fridge, walking towards me. One more shot, and then we both need a shower and bed. She threw her arms around me, letting me inhale the scent of her perfume mixed with tequila. I had to admit this was pretty hot. I slid my hands down her bare back and grabbed her ass. She kissed me. Oh yeah, no spanker, Brent. 
Casey moaned to us. Sarah laughed, breaking the kiss, not even looking back at her obviously horny friend who was rubbing her tits at me laughing. Come on, one more shot, she whispered and kissed me again before grabbing my hand and leading me down the hall to my own office. She led me into my office and onto my chair and grabbed my bottle. Casey followed in, with an obvious exception. The thong was gone. I was struggling to hide my growing erection as Sarah turned her head back and took a swig out of the bottle and passed it to Casey. Casey did the same, watching her friend intensely as she straddled me, kissing me again. My head was so cloudy. I just went for it, kissing her back and running my hands over her body. She dipped her hand between us and grabbed my dick, stroking it through my shorts. She broke our kiss and looked back at her friend who was silently watching before busting out in a fit of giggles, turning back to me. Let me take a shower and cool off. Wait, a shower? What about this? You will be fine. We have guests. Oh, I don't mind, girl. Ride him until he screams, I say, chimed in Casey. She laughed and got up, taking my bottle from her friend and setting it on the table, leaving me high and dry as they both disappeared in a fit of giggles down the hall. I resigned to picking up my headset and seeing if the boys were still on. You guys still there? You idiot! Go back in there and fuck them both! What the hell are you doing talking to us? It seemed like they were yelling in unison. They had heard the whole thing and were not willing to allow me to proceed any further in my defeat. All right, calm down. Sheesh, they are just drunk, guys. I'll sleep with Sarah after Casey goes to bed in the guest room. This was met with more groans, but I had to be respectful and not take advantage. I removed my headset, still getting their protest in my ear. I took a swig from the bottle myself and made my way down the hall and into my bedroom where Sarah was just getting out of the shower, drying her hair while Casey seemed to be getting in behind her. Come to check on me? Sarah smiled. Came for a little bit more than to check. I closed the gap between us and pulled her towel off. Oh, fuck, she whispered as I spun her around and dropped her on the bed, kissing her deeply. What about Casey? She exhaled through kisses, pulling my shorts off in tandem. Fuck Casey. At that moment, the shower turned off. Sarah froze with a smile. Go make sure she has a towel and come back. I groaned, picking up my shorts. No, leave them off. Let her see. Her grin was mischievous. I cocked my head to one side, seeing a different woman than I'm used to. I pulled off my shirt and grabbed the towel off the floor, opening the door to a naked, soaking, wet Casey. Bitch, I hope you feel like sharing this dick. She yelled over me, eyes locked on my cock. It's all mine, slut, she yelled back. And I turned and went back to Sarah, who was positively giddy. I got on top of her kissing and preparing to line up to push in when she pressed my chest and looked over at her now dry friend. Come get in bed and watch. Sarah moaned and put her attention back on me, biting her lip before kissing me again. Glad you said so because I was not planning on leaving. I took what was handed to me and pushed inside of my girlfriend right as the bed next to me dipped. She moaned deeply as I sunk deep. She was extremely wet. This had to have turned her on more than I thought. She opened her legs wider for me so I could get deep, slow strokes in. She moaned, bringing her hands down to my ass, squeezing and encouraging me to go deeper. Make her come, Brent, Casey whispered, 
drawing attention to herself. She was spread eagle, slowly rubbing circles around her clit and pinching a nipple, watching the whole scene in front of her. I debated leaning in to eat her pussy, but thought better of it. I thrust a bit harder, and in seconds, Sarah was writhing under me. Casey took that opportunity to kiss her friend while she came. My eyes went wide and I kept thrusting, but Sarah did not recoil. She continued to kiss her friend. I picked up the pace seeing my girlfriend's presumably first lesbian kiss happening right in front of me, all with another woman playing with her pussy. Casey shuddered and moaned deeply into Sarah's mouth, and I assumed she came. Seconds later, I felt that tingle in my own balls. I'm gonna, I moaned just when Sarah pushed me out and stroked my cock, forcing me to blow my load all over her belly. Everyone watched as I unloaded a few ropes and began to drip onto my girlfriend's stomach. I exhaled and leaned in to kiss her. She whispered, thank you, right before our lips connected and pushed her tongue into my mouth. I was exhausted. I laid down looking for the towel so we could clean up, but Sarah had other plans. She kissed her friend once more, and with no words, guided her to the cum collecting on her midsection. Casey didn't flinch. She simply began lapping it up, collecting large mouthfuls before opening her mouth to show her what she collected, and then swallowing. She licked every bit of cum off of her before returning to Sarah's lips. I could do nothing but watch as they kissed until they fell asleep. I blew on my still hot coffee, wondering what today would bring as both women, still naked, sauntered into the kitchen. Everyone feeling okay? I wondered how the hangover would take them. Coffee first, groaned Sarah. I waited. They both fixed a cup in relative silence, coming to join me sitting at the bar. Sarah took a deep sip and placed her hand on my thigh. I looked over at Casey, who looked fine, really, outside of the grin she wore like it was a ball gown. Sarah stood in between my legs and kissed me deeply. She ran her fingers through my hair and held me tight. She broke the kiss for only a moment before I felt Casey's hand slip around my midsection and her head rested on my back. Sweetheart, I think from now on, you have two girlfriends. Sarah smiled. And at least one of them likes anal and didn't get dick last night, so finish your coffee. My new girlfriend replied. That's it. The end. Oh my god. So what you don't know... <laughs> what you don't know is that... that I didn't just read that through. As I, I hope that you heard my little edits that I made. <clears throat> the moans. I might have peed my pants. <laughs> I'm wet or I peed one, both, both. Um, and the pee was not, yeah, it was pee because I was laughing really, really hard. I figured now if, if there were any men masturbating to that, it's, it's done. You're done. So you're just like now in the like shame circle or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, or no part two, you want part two? Cause there's a part two. I want fucking part two. I want part two. That's delicious. That was an amazing story. That was so good. I didn't write it. Sun, sun was a, sun was a wrote it. Link in the description, link in the description. Okay. So, I mean, if I liked it, so if you liked it, then we can do part two another time. Please fucking slide in my DMs. Uh, if you're new here, you can follow me on at Instagram on Instagram at the dot podcast. 
on TikTok at The Horny Housewife. Go on over, slide in my DMs. You'll find a link in my bio where you can find all the things. Uh, let me know. Let me know. You can let me know anonymously through the link, or you can just send me a fucking message and be brave. I will be putting a poll in my Instagram stories. Take the fucking poll. Tell me if you fucking like it. I'm sure if you listen to that, you're turned on. How could you not be turned on? Right? You're like, next time, can you put it at the end and say nothing when you end it? Just let the episode be over. Maybe we should do that. Because am I cock blocking? Am I making you, am I too clingy now? Like the girl that needs to just leave after the sex. Okay, well, I love you. I'm going to change my pants. Y'all go change your pants. If you were, okay, I'm not kidding. I hope that my friends, like my girlfriends, if you're listening to this, did you pee hearing me say that story? I wish I had just, I could do an episode of just the bloopers, just the bloopers of that. I am dead. I'm fucking dead. I got an ab workout. Thank you, Sun Wizza, for a wonderful story. And man, I had to, I'm wheezing. I'm wheezing from my vape pen and laughter. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you have a fabulous fucking week. And if you weren't horny, you're horny now. So go find someone that if you're married, your spouse. And if you're not married, just go do you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>